Welcome to Arkansas AgCast, your source for the latest news and views in Arkansas agriculture. Arkansas AgCast is produced by the Arkansas Farm Bureau Federation. All right, this week on Arkansas AgCast, I am joined by John Bailey of Arkansas Farm Bureau. John, please introduce yourself. Yeah, my name's John Bailey. I'm the Director of uh, Commodity and Regulatory Affairs. And we're glad to have you, John. Today, we're talking about uh, something that is of concern to poultry growers here in Arkansas, and that's avian influenza. There are no cases reported in Arkansas right now, but there are cases out there since since January in multiple states. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, that's correct. Um, like you said, there's no no confirmed cases in the state of Arkansas, but uh, we want to caution everybody and not to let their guard down because, the, like you said, there there are multiple cases surrounding Arkansas, Kentucky, and Missouri. So um, there's a potential it could head this direction. And and because of that, the Arkansas Livestock and Poultry Commission has issued an emergency rule. Is that correct regarding poultry uh, and something to mitigate the danger? That's correct. And the, and the idea is, is that um, I think we all just lived through a pandemic and the same thing could be held true for, for uh, poultry as well. The idea is to limit contact with uh, wild um, avian so that whenever they, uh, the spread doesn't happen through um, the domestic birds. So we, in, in Arkansas is a large producer of poultry within the state. So tell me a little bit about that. Now, uh, this applies only to certain situations, this particular rule. Can you go into some details about the rule? Yeah. So uh, the rule actually went into effect on March the 23rd of this year. Um, And and keep in mind that this emergency rule will stay in place for 120 days. So we can anticipate this going all the way into uh, July the 20th. Um, We're hoping that we're not dealing with avian influenza all the way up into July um, but we want to be cautious uh, because we know how, how important poultry is with, for the state of Arkansas. Um, so some of the things that they try to do is to limit the movement of any outdoor, uh, the, uh, the backyard birds, so to speak. Sure. Uh, you want to limit the movement of that. And also um, what you want to do is um, limit the, the potential contact with any um, wild fowl. Sure. And, um, and, the, and actually what how the avian influenza spread is through the migratory birds. Mm. And so as they are flying through, um, through, the, uh, through Arkansas, um, what they'll do is, is they may come in contact with backyard birds. Uh, more likely what will happen is, is that any of the droppings um, left behind by these migratory birds, uh, th- these backyard birds will come in contact with, sure. and that will have an impact. So um, a, a lot of testing has to be done with these migratory birds to make sh- to see if there is actually any avian influenza and if it's found um, then these these rules are uh, sure. are implemented so again it, you know if you have <clears throat> free range or backyard poultry you're yes. trying to limit their contact with right. you know, birds flying over so, birds coming through <clears throat> And, and in order to do that, I guess you have to put them under some sort of uh, structure or sure. roof of some kind. So part of the emergency rule is, is that you want to, t- if you have any backyard birds, uh, most of the time that you may have a chicken coop and you let them out and they're free to, ro- free to roam around, uh, what you want to do is now keep them undercover. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if, if someone, uh, I guess if someone does have uh, the backyard birds or free range, but they don't have a coop or a barn of some kind, uh, can they build their own structure oh, or sure. temporary structure? Yeah, you can, you can do a temporary structure. Uh, tarps work fine. Once again, the, the idea is just to try to limit the contact for these backyard birds 
right. to any of the droppings that may be coming from migratory, the migratory birds. So you could go out to Walmart, buy a tarp, and as long as you can keep them underneath the tarp, um, I think then you're limiting their, their exposure to the potential for avian influenza. Uh, what about, what are some other things that this rule uh, talks about? Uh, well, unfortunately, so I, kn- I know that, um, you know, Farm Bureau is heavily involved with um, a lot of these affairs and uh, shows. And so, unfortunately, there's a spring show that um, it looks like it'll have to be canceled. Once again, the idea is to limit contact um, and movement of some of these birds. Um, and so some of these shows will are now having to be canceled as a result of this emergency rule. Um, some other things that people should be aware of is that right now you can you can continue to move the birds, but if avian influenza is found in the state of Arkansas, wherever that's found, they're going to draw a 25-mile circle around that, and inside that circle, uh, they're, they're just going to limit the movement in, in any birds. And what about sales of poultry? So, uh, once again, that's continuing as usual. Um, and, but keep in mind the idea is that these, this rule only applies to affected areas. So, once again... I cannot stress this enough. We haven't found avian influenza in the state of Arkansas, but if it is, there are going to certainly be much uh, tighter restrictions. So, yeah, the only way that sales are going to be impacted uh, is if there's an outbreak in a certain area, and we do not have that. That's correct. Um, what about, uh, I mean, are there any treatments for avian influenza or anything that can uh, mitigate this. Unfortunately, not not at this time. There is no treatment for it. So the only way is, is that they'll just have to dispatch the birds. Um, and so <clears throat> with that being the case, I think you can see if it happens, if you have a poultry farm, um, you know, somebody who has numerous houses and it's found, I mean, you have to dispatch all the birds. That could be extremely costly for a lot of farmers. Yeah, so obviously you don't want to lose all your birds. So that's no. one reason to keep this, you know, to try to keep this under control because that, that would be an unfortunate outcome. Well, and the, and the other thing I want to stress is uh, with a lot of these, a lot of our farmers is that, um, you know, biosecurity is, is, is highly important at this time. Um, do not, do not underestimate it. Uh, I, I think the biggest thing is, is that we get lax in, in what we do in our daily lives. Um, and so I, I, I can't stress enough the importance of biosecurity. If you have somebody that is not normally on the farm, don't let them in the houses. You know, mm-hmm. I, I know that we get lax on that and say, oh, it'll be fine. But the problem is you don't know where they're at or where sure. they have been. And so they may have come in contact unknowingly um, with, you know, with, with the, the, uh, the avian influenza and then had just brought it onto your farm. Um, That's, yeah. So, again, and when you're talking about something that has spread through uh, droppings or birds flying over or birds just coming and stopping and then moving on, that's easy to... You know, if you have birds wandering around or your people even wandering around and walking through right. it. And, yeah. and you as a farmer and, and farmers themselves, they need to take precautions. You know, once again, the, the, the biosecurity is, is that um, if, you, if you're walking from your truck to your barns, um, you really need a pair of boots within the barns. So take the, you know, the boots that you were wearing from your, the truck to your barn, take those off and then put the boots on that are in the farm. Once again, you're trying to limit exposure as much as possible. And I cannot stress enough that you, you do not need to be lax on that. I, I mean, because it could potentially cost you, um, potentially cost you a lot of revenue right. um, at, at that time. And, and again, uh, I know there is a, a fine associated with this. Um, but again, if people are concerned, if there's a small people, you know, small backyard operations, people with their flocks, this is a relatively <clears throat> simple solution at this point. Sure. It's just finding something to keep them in. 
right. Time. Yeah, and, and there are fines associated with this. I don't believe it's livestock and poultry's um, mission or goal to go out and find right. these individuals and find them. I, I would suspect if they show up at your place and, and, and you're reminded that this, they need to be kept under cover, they're yeah. not going to start throwing fines at you. Right. I, think it's, I think the fines um, are there in the event that you have somebody who just refuses to do, right. you know, to do anything about it. If you, if you have an inspector coming out and it's his third time out there and he's saying, and this is the third time I've been out here, I, I would, right. in my opinion, I wouldn't it's, expect fines at that point. But the idea is, is we were looking for a compliance not to fine folks. Right. This is just making sure people are doing the basics, doing enough to keep, to, and it's really about protecting their flock, you know. It's Correct. about making sure they, they make it through with right. the, the birds they have. It's protecting their flock and their neighbor's flocks as well. Yeah. Um, anything else important that uh, people should know about this? Uh, I mean, again, I know you've stressed it. It's not in Arkansas yet, but what do we know about avian influenza beyond how it spreads? What, what does it do? What is the impact of something like avian influenza? You know, so <clears throat> at least for the, um, you know, for the migratory birds, they have to be tested. So you, you can't just have a domestic bird, or I'm sorry, you can't have a migratory bird that is positive for avian influenza and be able to, to see it. It'll have to be tested. Okay. Um, but what if it comes in contact with domestic birds, it's lethal, yeah. you know, and you can start seeing signs of it. So um, my recommendation is, is if you see, uh, if you begin to see any sort of, you know, signs of, uh, you know, of yeah, mortality, should... then what you need to do is, is you need to contact livestock and poultry. And we need to make sure that we get, you know, for your sake and for your neighbor's sake. Someone you, gets out there. Get, somebody gets out there and it, they diagnose what the situation is. If it is avian influenza, well, then they need to get it locked down. What, uh, I know, like you said, so it's, is it a pretty quick mortality or are there other signs of illness that uh, people should be aware of in a chicken? Well, and, and that's starting to get a little bit out of my reach of understanding. Sure. And, and if you have those questions, what I'd recommend is reaching out to uh, Dr. John Niles with the Department of Agriculture. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been leading this up. He is, you know, their, their vet and he is highly knowledgeable about this. Um, and he is, you know, he has always welcomed the opportunity to be able to talk to folks and get get some questions answered. Do they have information on their website? Oh, absolutely. This? Yeah. They'll, if you can go to their website, they'll have, they'll have the information of the emergency rule, the, the actual language itself. Um, and they also provide additional information as, as far as some of the, the things that you can look for, for avian influenza. Um, and as a matter of fact, the doc, the documents they do have on their website, um, um, also were in English and in Spanish. So that for those that have uh, where, you know, uh, English is not your natural language, that there are uh, documents available so that you have workers that can help um, identify some of these issues. And that would be the uh, Department of Agriculture's website, is that correct? Yes. So, and you can you can get through that through the Arkansas, uh, Arkansas Department of Ag's website as well. Anything else uh, in terms of how long, I mean, I, you know, the, the, the special rule is in effect until roughly July 20th, we correct. think. Um, correct. Is there a season for avian influenza or is it there, really there is. just... Yeah, as the temperatures begin to warm, then you're going to see a, a, um, a decrease. So um, it's kind of like the common cold. You know, as summer com- goes around, then the, the cold tends to go away. Same thing with avian influenza. So like I said earlier, the, the actual emergency rules in place until the July the 20th. Um, we don't anticipate this being an issue all the way up until July the 20th. Um, but it's better to be safe than sorry. Okay. Um, the rule needs to be in place. Uh, to you know, once again, to pr- not only to protect the backyard birds, but also to protect one of the one of the largest industries in the state of Arkansas. 
anything else that anyone needs to know about this uh, going forward? I'll say this. If, um, if anybody has any questions, feel free to call, reach out to me and, and call me or email me. Um, you can find my information on the Arkansas Farm Bureau website. Okay, ARFB.com. That's correct. Yes. And for, for people out there who want to know, uh, the Ag- Agricult- Department of Agriculture website is agriculture.arkansas.gov. Again, they can find information on the emergency rule um, and other uh, helpful contact information if they need that. And, and, John, before we get away, what do consumers need to know? Obviously, this isn't a big issue for consumers at this point at all, but you know, to, to make people feel okay about this. What, what do consumers need to know about the impact of avian influenza on the chicken that's available? For well, 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 like you said, there, there isn't an impact right now. Um, you know, but once again, if we're not going to, if we're not going to follow our biosecurity rules, um, we could see this spreading rapidly. And, and so, you know, when we're talking about some farms where they may have anywhere from 250,000 to 500, 500,000 birds, you know, that can have ripple effects on Mm -hmm. the cost to consumers so you know it may not be a a drastic price increase but it could have long-term impacts so i think the important thing is is just take a little extra time um, and and make sure that you put your biosecurity procedures in place and that could save you so much money in the long run and it can also help you know protect the, the consumer as well. So yeah, the, and again, so consumers, nothing to worry about at this point. There's been no, no, uh, no. mass. This is not a massive outbreak. No. Just as long as biosecurity procedures are being followed and everyone's doing the right thing, following this rule for now, keeping this contained, not going to be an issue. You're right. So yeah, there hasn't been a massive outbreak. Mm-hmm. I think what everybody's concerned about is the potential right. of what avian influenza can mean and the, and the, uh, the potential of the spread. So whenever we talk about finding a positive avian influenza case within the United States, a lot of poultry farmers, um, they, they get on edge. And there yeah. is good reason for it because the, the avian influenza, is, um, it can spread rapidly. And before you know it, it can be on three, four, five, six farms. And, and then, you know, then we're seeing, a long, we're seeing more of an impact on sure. poultry. And so that's the point of all of this. We're, we're trying Absolutely. to keep this, keep this contained, and, and so it's not a big deal. Absolutely. All, all right, John, uh, thank you for uh, talking with us today about this. Uh, and again, I, I know you want to stress, no cases of avian influenza in Arkansas yet that have been recorded. And again, people need to, you know, if they see something, if they feel like there's something wrong with one of their birds, it's about testing, correct? I yeah, mean, finding correct. this. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So, yeah, I'd it's a, it's kind of a twofold thing. Yes. I want to stress that there have been no cases found in the state of Arkansas, but that doesn't mean we need to relax, you know? And once again, if you, if you are an owner of backyard birds or if you're a farmer or grower of poultry, please take all the precautions um, available to you. Uh, I think it will pay dividends in the long run. All right. Well, thank you again. And again, if, if there is breaking news on this, uh, the Department of Agriculture will obviously be talking about it. We'll be talking about it. Absolutely. You can, you can check ARFB.com uh, if you want information on uh, reaching John Bailey, who will be excited to talk to you. I know it is at who can help at ARFB, ARFB.com, and you can find a drop-down menu, and you will find who can help, and that's where you will find John's information. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you again. Thanks, Rob. 
All right, next up on AgCast, I've got Dr. Dustin Clark with uh, the University of Arkansas. Uh, doc, Dr. Clark, tell me a little bit, uh, give everybody your, your exact title and, and what you do. Uh, okay, I'm the Extension Poultry Health Veterinarian, and I work with uh, the commercial industry, the poultry, poultry growers in the commercial industry, and then those who have backyard uh, hobby, small flocks, exhibition birds, and things like that. So basically, all things poultry as it relates to uh, to veterinary medicine. Okay, thank you, Dr. Clark. Dr. Clark, uh, we've been talking uh, on this episode uh, a little bit about the uh, avian influenza that is okay. that has been found in certain places in the country. It is not in Arkansas yet, but uh, I know there have been measures taken to make sure that it it doesn't arrive here. Um, That's correct. I wanted to talk a little bit about from a, a, a standpoint of what, what should people, if you, if you have backyard poultry, if you, if you're, if you've got, what are some things to look for? If you're worried about birds coming through uh, migratory birds, what, what do people need to look for? What, what's a sick bird look like? What are symptoms or things that people should be aware of from a medical okay. perspective? All right, I'll be glad to address that. As you mentioned, it has the high path avian influenza has be, has been documented in several States. In fact, currently there are 23 states that have had commercial flocks or backyard flocks or a combination of the two affected by this disease. Uh, it has been seen up to date in 39 backyard flocks and about 54 commercial flocks. I know there was at least a question raised earlier about, is this a problem in backyard flocks? Mm -hmm. Yes, has been. Now, with that said, what do you need to look for if you have sick birds? Well, a bird that's ill exhibits a multiplicity of symptoms. Um, some of them are very, very general. Things like a drop in egg production, um, increased mortality. In other words, more birds dying than normal. Birds not wanting to eat. Um, they're going to stay by themselves. Maybe ruffled feathers, huddling together. They'll keep isolated. Sort of unusual behaviors. Now, those mm -hmm. are pretty general and can be seen with lots of different diseases. Sure. What's been seen with this high-path avian influenza, probably the hallmark symptom or sign is just sudden death. Uh, the mortality has been extremely high. Okay. And the birds look pretty good, and then a couple of days later, you've got uh, lots of birds approaching 100% mortality. Wow. Now, with that, that said, there's some other things that can be seen. Uh, one thing that's been documented is that there's been a decrease in water consumption, typically about two to three days before the signs start. Okay. Some of the lesions that are seen with this disease, there's swelling of the head, swelling of the face, the comb, the eyelids, the wattles, occasionally leg swelling, uh, maybe some uh, reddish to purplish color discoloration of those same structures, the wattles, the comb, and also on the legs, and that's due to hemorrhages. Oh, okay. uh, some birds have noticed that they've noticed in them some incoordination. Uh, in other words, a bird that's having difficulty staying upright, walking along oddly, and twisted head and neck. Um, so various degrees of incoordination. Okay. Now, those signs, we can see those with a couple of other diseases as well. Uh, something called Newcastle disease, another one called foul cholera and mm -hmm. that's very, that's why it's very very important that if the owner sees something that just doesn't look right as a veterinarian we call all these signs uh, in animals we call it adr okay. ain't doing right so yeah. <laughs> if the owner sees a bird that's just and they're going to know if their bird is normal or not because they see them 
especially in backyard hobby flocks, they may see them a multitude of times during the day, often like the last thing before they go in the house. Right. So if you, if, if the owner sees something in those birds that just looks peculiar, it's just not right. Mm-hmm. It's a good idea to get some help and they can call their local veterinarian. They can contact uh, the county agent. They can contact the poultry health specialist. They can call me. They can call the state veterinarian, uh, livestock and poultry commission. And right. that way we can get some help out there if they need it. Now, like I say, with this disease, one of the hallmark symptoms that's been seen is that tremendous mortality, that, that high death loss that happens just quickly. Um, mm-hmm. In fact, there's been some reports of some individuals who saw a wild duck or a wild goose that looked like it was injured. And this has been in a couple of flocks. They are not here in this state and some others. They brought it home to care for it to try to get feeling better and get, and get it well. And within a couple, two or three days, their chickens all started dying. Oh. So, yeah, you know, you're, that's one of the hallmark symptoms. Now, another thing that's been described in the commercial industry where we have large numbers of birds is that the birds just get uh, quiet, I guess, for a better word. Okay. It's just you, you open up that house and all those birds are quiet. Mm. Now, in a small flock, that may not be as noticeable. But that would be something to look for as well. If you if you go in your, you know, where your birds are and you've got, say, 20, 30 chickens and they're just kind of sitting there, they're not showing much activity. They're very, very quiet. Yeah. They just look, they're kind of huddled up, a little ruffled up, just not like they're feeling well. Yes, that call. Get some okay. help. Get some assistance in there. Okay. Well, that is exactly the kind of information I was looking for. Are there any other issues? I know, you know, the what we're talking about the best prevention is, you know, keep, keeping uh, the birds undercover, keeping them kind of in, in one place. Um, I know some people have uh, what's called chicken tractors or the, the houses they move around in the field and that sort of thing. Does that cause any issues and what should people look for there? There's the potential there, let's say, for, for an issue. Now, currently, since we don't, we have not had any documented cases in wild birds or in any backyard hobby flocks, commercial birds in this state, mm-hmm. it's still something to be concerned about. And the whole reason for doing that, of keeping those birds pinned up, keeping them in, inside a structure or a pen that's roofed over, is to prevent them from having contact with wild migratory birds or basically the droppings of those migratory birds. Right. With a chicken tractor, yes, they are pinned up, and many of those are roofed over structures. And they are in one area, so we have reduced contact. But one of the purposes of a chicken tractor is to move it to a new, fresh piece of ground every few days. Right. That defeats the purpose of, of pinning them up because there could be contact mm-hmm. with the droppings of migratory birds if you did that. So that's, that's something to really, really consider. I know it's going to be a little more difficult if those birds stay in that chicken tractor for a long period of time, but it really is the best thing to do, and, and that keeps – keeps the wild birds off there. Now, with that said, another thing to think about with that, you know, we do have a lot of ponds and lakes and parks with ponds and things like that here in Arkansas. Mm-hmm. If you go to a place and there are wild birds there, there's wild geese or wild ducks, be very careful. You don't want to bring any of those droppings home with you and that fecal material right. on your shoe. Okay. But it's a good idea after you leave there to clean and disinfect your shoes before you go out and check your own birds. And, and that doesn't matter if your birds are in a chicken tractor or in, in a pen or you've got them in, in a house, whatever. Make sure that you don't track something into them because we are trying with this keeping the birds pinned up with the new regular, 
regulation that's out there. That's to keep them as best we can from contacting the migratory birds or the fecal material from those migratory birds. Okay. All right. Well, that is that is exactly what we were looking for. Uh, I had a good discussion about this issue with uh, someone on the Arkansas Farm Bureau staff, and this was sort of the stuff that lay outside of his area of expertise. So I appreciate you taking the time to give us that information. Glad to do it. I would recommend that if they, if individuals who have small flocks or anyone for that matter, for more information, if they will go online to the Arkansas Extension website mm-hmm. uh, and you can look up, we've got a, a website. We've got all kinds of information there. There's some recordings that are going to be posted here shortly on that. We've got uh, information on things that you can do to prevent disease not not just this disease right. but biosecurity is something that you can use as a tool to prevent any disease so okay. definitely check out the website go to uaex.uada.edu and then that backslash avian flu and i think they can find a lot of information there that might help them as well that is great information we thank you again really appreciate your time you bet glad to help all right take care That's it for another Arkansas AgCast. We'll be back next Thursday with more news and views on Arkansas agriculture.